Hey, hey, beautiful people, and welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, and you are in the perfect place to level up. Here I cover all things personal development, mindset, healing, spirituality, and manifesting your most abundant and impactful life. All done with a massive dose of real talk and an open book policy, because who has time for superficial chit chat? Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing you, and thank you for showing up when it would be way easier to watch Netflix. Let's get into it. Oh, and don't forget to connect with me over on Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Hey, hey, beautiful people! Monica Ferguson here, and welcome to this episode of World Domination. This was awesome and inspired by my own life and I know that this is something that everyone should be talking about. It's one of those things that we all go through and no one talks about it. So let's change that, shall we? Um, so first things first, as you would have seen from the name of this episode, I've called it The Dark Before the Dawn. And I was thinking about that saying before around, it's always darkest before the dawn. And so I've been quite intentional with not saying that. And I actually just want to bring your attention to why so that you guys can actually start looking at how you're using these words in your own life. Because if you're constantly reinforcing a belief that's not actually serving you, then you're going to be manifesting that, right? So the reason I've said the dark before the dawn is because that exists, right? That can happen. But if we say it is always darkest before the dawn, that means that in order for us to have the dawn, the abundance, the thing happen that we want to happen, we're teaching ourselves that it has to be bad first. And we don't want that. We love to receive with ease and flow and grace and all that. But we also recognize the human experience and that on this path of transformation where we, you know, as we're growing, the old self sheds, falls away. So us being prepared for what to do is so important. And this was honestly the probably the biggest thing that I feel I was not prepared for at all. You know, I am, um, I've been on this path for years. Like I, I mean, I started my business in 2016 um, and I was pretty into personal development and stuff before that, but I really got into it when I started a business because you know, as you really push yourself out of your comfort zone where you're seen, you're vulnerable, you're exposed, you're opening yourself up to potential criticism, rejection, all these things, it really forces you to go within because all those triggers and those fears and those insecurities are illuminated with a giant spotlight, right? So it really forces us to to acknowledge what's there, whether we want to or not. And so what I found was that Social media actually was something that I really, it didn't work for me very well in the sense that I was following a lot of people who I got a lot of inspiration from. And while people do share their story to a point, um, what I often found was that I'd see the glamorous version of their life, right? You'd see the, the end, the, the success, the business, the love, the money, um, hitting the goal, writing the book, whatever it is. But you get a lot of insight into the actual process and the journey that unfolded in order for that to happen. And I didn't like that because when I started setting real goals, my life crumbled to shit. And I am not exaggerating. It crumbled to rubble. And the advice that I was given and the feedback that I was given by my support crew at the time 
uh, was not useful. Um, so, I mean, for example, like if let's say we we're setting goals around all of a sudden we're like, right, I really want to start a business. Let's say you're employed full time. You really want to start a business. Um, so you start setting some goals around the finances that you want. Um, and let's say you're me. So you set a thousand goals at once, right? Um, which meant every area crumbled at once as it must, because the old has to go for the new to come in. So I had set huge, like big, big, big goals. And they're actually not big. They were just a big jump from where I was and what I had previously settled for. Right. So goals around relationships, you know, um, relationships, money, business, home, like literally all of it, everything that I wanted to create within the business as well, the book that I want to write, like all the stuff. And so the old version of me who did not feel worthy, who was afraid of being seen, who was riddled with trauma and insecurities and fear and had learned that it was not safe to be seen um, because if you are seen, you get attacked. You get physically assaulted. You can't rock the boat. You can't upset anyone because horrible things happen, right? So that's when I really started having this tug of war between my conscious and my subconscious. So my, my conscious mind is like, yes, I want all the things and I want the, the lifestyle laptop and the coconuts in Bali and the, um, the freedom and the you know online business and all that stuff. But the reality was that in order for me to get that, everything had to crumble. And this was not happening to me, by the way. It felt like it. I felt like I was literally going to die and everything, everything crumbled. Like I was at a, in a, um, at a stage where I could not pay my rent. I could not afford food. Like I literally had nothing. All of a sudden, all my work just stopped like a switch. All, all my clients just disappeared. Things stopped flowing and I was just like, oh, and this is what happens sometimes. Right. And I do not say this to scare you. I say this to simply prepare you that it doesn't necessarily have to happen this way but to a point whenever we're becoming the next version of ourselves the old version is going to have to leave and so what happens in that moment is we get given an opportunity to step into the person who has the thing that we want right so if we're thinking about for example money mindset right which is huge this abundance mindset cultivating it learning how to develop a really beautiful relationship with money and then learning to believe that we're worthy of it, learning how to hold money, right? Because uh, so often people learn how to get it, but if there are still limiting beliefs and things going on under the surface, things are just going to keep happening. If they don't feel safe with money, if they have a belief like only greedy people have money, there are going to be self-sabotaging tendencies show up, right? And to get rid of that money because your subconscious mind doesn't want you to be a bad person. If that's what you think people with wealth are right. So what's important to know is that this process is happening for us and it is an invitation to level up. So in that moment we can choose how we respond. And this is the whole point of this conversation today. What happens when we find ourselves in a situation where shit is looking bleak like and we cannot see how it's going to come together and it is so dark we're in the thick of the dark in the middle of the night there are no stars and it feels like we're suffocating and there's no way out and it's the end of our life as we know it i've been there so many times 
And what's funny is that where are the conversations about this, right? Where are the freaking conversations? Because how we respond in these situations is going to like dictate how we come out of that situation. And this is what, what normally happens, right? Is that people get into that situation and fear and anxiety runs through their body because why? Their subconscious mind is doing what it does, what it's here to do, which is to keep you safe and keep you alive. And when something has crumbled in your life and you don't know how you're going to pay your bills or you don't know how you're going to eat or where you're going to live or you don't feel safe in some way, your brain, its job is to make you safe again, right? So it's not going to feel good to sit in that state of the unknown. If you can't see how things are going to work out and you just choose to sit there, that's a very uncomfortable feeling, right? So the, the, the work, well, for most people, what happens is they then retreat back. They're like, oh, no, nah, it's too scary. It's too hard. And often this is when those old limiting beliefs come in. So the fear can come in as well, obviously. Like, oh, my God, I have to do this because I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. Um, but the thing is that it's actually not up to us to figure that out. Our job is to hold the vision. So if your vision is $20,000 months and you have started seeing some movement in your life where something in your financial situation has really changed. This is actually evidence for you that things are working out for you. Things are moving, which is great, but sometimes it's going to feel way worse before it feels better. So our ability to know that, that we can sit with that and be like, holy shit, this is happening. Okay. First things first. Let's actually talk through some of the practical things that we can do, right? Some of the actual things that we can do in our body. I'm not going to sit here and say, just have faith, because I was told that, and that is infuriating. When your nervous system is freaking out and you're literally in fight or flight, being told to just relax and trust is not actually useful at all, right? So let's not do that. Um, and I just also want to open this up. So invite you guys to think about any area of your life right now where you are feeling fear or uncertainty or doubt or anything like that. Um, because how we sit in that, the stories that we tell, the beliefs that we perpetuate are going to decide how we come out of that. If we can sit in that state, holding on to a, a belief and a knowing that it always works out, that this is evidence for me that things are moving, then that's going to help us, right? But if we then freak out and go, see, nothing works out. I'm not good enough. I'm so stupid. I'm useless. Like, who did I think I was to even try this? Like, everyone else was right about me. We're going to manifest more of that. And this is why so many people are unable to push through, is that when it gets really uncomfortable, this is where our self-belief, our self-worth is everything. Because when we know that we are good enough. We believe in ourselves. We know that we're here for something bigger. We know what is for us. We know what our desires are and what our desires are, are meant for us, right? The literal translation in Greek of the Father, the God-given. So anything that you actually truly desire is meant for you. And the way to get it is to release the old versions of who you were, right? And this is the old limiting beliefs, the fears. So when as, like, as we've set a new goal and we're moving towards it and things start to crumble, 
That is us being given an invitation to rise up and become the version of us who has that thing. So the version of you that has the $20,000 months, how do they operate around money? They'd feel pretty comfortable, right? They'd be like, yep, they'd be on top of it. They'd have automatic payments set up. They'd feel so relaxed because they know that they have so much more than enough. They know how abundant they are. They know how worthy they are, how deserving they are, all of that. So this is what happens, right? And this was not what I was prepared for. So my world started to crumble and I started hyperventilating and having panic attacks and um, not knowing what to do. And I was literally being told, oh, well, listen to your beliefs. And it's like, I'm literally in fight or flight right now. My nervous system is freaking out. Like, yes, that that is true, right? But there are things that need to happen first in order for me to come back into that. And one of the biggest things that I also really want to emphasize here, is everyone listening? <laughs> this is the most important thing, I think. If you're going to create change in any area of your life, the number one thing you must do is build your self-concept. Because when we talk about self-worth and self-esteem and self-belief, this is not fluffy. This is like armor, right? This is your foundation. And it's all like it's all great to say nice things to yourself when things are going easy. But what happens when shit hits the fan? What happens when the person that you thought you were going to be with starts shutting you out and it tra- all these insecurities come up, right? When you can lean back on the knowing that you are so special, so worthy, so valuable, so amazing, and you can sit in the present moment knowing that everything's always working out for you, that is a hugely different experience for you than if you start panicking and trying to control the external world because you don't feel safe, right? (laughs) There is a huge component of creating a, a better life for ourselves, of growing as humans, that is faith. And I know that in our, in our like world, uh, we often don't talk about this. It's very much about hustle and grind and what we can control. Right. But that is just a load of crap. I mean, how do we control something that we've never experienced before? Like if we want to, let's continue on with this money analogy. If we want to manifest more money, we don't know the way to do that. We don't know the path because we haven't done it before. So how do we control it? We've only got the skills that we had that enabled us to receive the money that we had up until that point. Let's say that's 5K a month, right? So the 5K version of us and the 20K version are not the same person. So in order for us to basically like collapse time and we're shrinking the gap, right? We need to become the 20K version of us. And we don't know what that person is really like yet. So acting like the 5K version and trying to get 20K is a waste of time. And also exhausting. I already feel exhausted just thinking about it, right? Trying to control. When we really grasp the fact that our inner world is projecting out, this is quantum physics, manifestation is just the way that our subconscious mind operates, right? And filters information and projects it back out. When we understand the power that we have to choose our beliefs to heal any limiting beliefs any fears any doubts and create a mindset that serves us right so where we can put ourselves in that state in our mind first 
where we we see ourselves as the 20k version or the millionaire version or the person that lives in a beautiful house with their dream partner and three children and 25 dogs or whatever it is that we want right we put ourselves on the stage at our book launch party or like literally whatever it is right you see yourself in your dream body when we can put ourselves in that state in our mind first remember our subconscious mind does not know the difference between what is real and what is imagined so as we hold that vision consistently our mind will move towards it this is how we program our mind right we visualize we literally put that we we impress that vision of what we desire onto our head consistently and then our job is to navigate the things that come up right so let's say we're doing that we've got that we've got that vision in our head and then some of these fears and these triggers and these limiting beliefs come up and um, our money situation crumbles or someone breaks up with us or whatever it may be our ability to remember (laughs) that everything is always working out for us always and what I, what I suggest everyone does is start paying attention to what is going on in your life right now and the evidence that you already have. Think back to the times that things did work out, right? And then if there were times that things did not go the way you wanted, if you can reflect really honestly on what was your thought process at the time, were you freaking out about, oh my God, how am I going to do this? This is like the end, of, the end of the world. My life is over. Because if that was your belief system, that had to manifest into your experience. And this is the biggest thing, right? How we navigate this dark stuff when we're in the dark. And that's why I love this analogy about the dark before the dawn. Because in the dark, you can't see anything. You know, or like the seed analogy, for instance, that, you know, you think you've been buried, but you've been planted. Huge difference. Same, same situation. Very different way of looking at it, right? Therefore, a very different outcome. And we just don't understand how powerful our thoughts are. But when we understand, too, that we live in a universe of duality, right? And polarity. So we can't have light without dark, right? We can't experience love without the absence of love. We can't experience abundance and prosperity without scarcity. So when we can start actually reflecting on that, that, and there's a, my favorite book in the whole world, um, it's called Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And they speak about this a lot, which just is mind blowing. So highly recommend. Um, <laughs> also there's a movie, so you can cheat a little bit, but the book is way better, obviously. But it's this thing of, yeah understanding that we can't have one without the other right so imagine if we're in the dark and we started seeing it as yes i'm in the dark which means the light is inevitable right because you can't have the light without the dark so if we've been pulled back if if it feels like things have crumbled and gone backwards we've actually just been we're just in a, in the dark right that's all it is we're in the, we're sitting in the dark waiting for the dawn But the exciting thing is the movement, even though on the surface it looks bad, but it's not. It's it's moved us, which means we can see that there is a process unfolding in our situation at that time. So if we can say, yes, I'm in the dark right now, which means the inevitable is the light is coming in. 
Of course it is. Of course it is. And your ability to create that experience in your life is 100%. This is all you. Your subconscious brain is a genius. It is a super power computer, right? So your ability to choose thoughts that actually serve you in that moment is really key. But I want to talk a little bit about the actual process, right? Because like I say, the first thing is if you're in a situation where you're literally freaking out and your heart is racing and you want to be sick and you feel like your life is over, sitting there saying to yourself, oh, all is well, uh, everything's always working out for me, when you want to jump off a hill uh, is not useful, right? So I thought I'd talk a little bit about some of the things that I've really found useful for me because the amount of times that I've been here over the last few years, hundreds, you know, um, whenever there's something uncertain or unknown that comes up, that's what our brain does. Our subconscious mind is just trying to keep us alive. So it panics, right? Uh, when you're in a, a new dating situation and you don't know what's happening. And so your subconscious mind can easily just be like, get out, get out, get out. You're going to get hurt again. Um, but what if we could choose instead to be like, you know what? Everything's always working out for me. And I love myself so much that I'm going to sit in this discomfort and allow it to unfold because I know that light is at the other end. Because this is the thing, right? When I speak about faith, we have to believe in something bigger than ourselves. And I think that the chances are, if you're listening to this, you do, right? For me, I really like the term God, um, not in the religious sense, but that, that we're all one and it's, it's all love, right? So for me, that's something I find really comforting and it's why I really enjoy meditation and um, prayer as well. Really, I feel so connected and so supported, you know, but we've got to have something that we can, that we can trust because if we, if we don't believe in anything, then how do we surrender? How do we trust? How do we have faith? If we just think that it all means nothing, right? <laughs> doesn't work. So let's just go back to what do you do if you're actually in the dark, right? Here's some really practical stuff. The first thing is we want some nervous system regulation, right? If you're, um, and I know for myself, it was like anxiety. Like I remember my heart racing so loud, like so fast. It was so loud. I could hear it, you know, um, and this fear in your whole body and like, it's hard to breathe and stuff like that. Whew. What we want to do is we want to calm our nervous system down. So we're going to actually zoom back in to the present moment, right? Be where we are, be in our body in the present moment. So we're going to pull our mind back in. Because if we're freaking out, it's because we've gone too far into the future and we're trying to figure out how things are going to work out, which again, is just our mind doing a phenomenal job at trying to keep us safe and alive, right? So what we can do is really pull ourselves back into the present and sit with our body. And what I like to do then is just accept it. And I do not say this lightly. Because there's something, there's a phrase that I've used in so many podcasts where I talk about how overthinking is underfeeling, right? So, so often we will get in our head and we will start analyzing and trying to control things and trying to figure things out or obsessing about things. 
And the real reason we're doing that is because there is deep pain that we don't want to acknowledge in that moment. So it's easier, right, to get in our head than to actually get into our body and feel what's there. And I had an experience over the weekend with this where I uh, I had a meditation, or just a music in the background, and I just sat and I observed and like I could feel, you know, my ch- it was all in my chest, heart's racing, really like uncomfortable feeling in my body. And I knew what it was about and I knew it was old fear. And I was sort of like, see ya, you know, see your old fear. Like it's all part of my old self, the old version of me, right? Because we're always leveling up. And what I observed was my mind. And it was like, I'd sit with my body and I'd focus on my breathing for a sec. And I'd just look at like through my mind's eye, like visualize and see the feeling in my body. And, and then my head would start thinking and trying to control and trying to figure stuff out. And I'd have to pull it back. And I had to do it like 20 times. I was like, wow, this is really interesting. That my mind is really fighting me on this. I'm like, why is this? What is the feeling that I am trying to avoid here? And of course, when I tuned into that, I ended up crying for like an hour, which was great because it released it or it shifted it. But sometimes this is the most loving thing that we can do for ourselves is to hold ourselves in that situation that feels uncomfortable. But when we remember that, these things have been lurking in our subconscious mind this whole time, manifesting. So an hour of discomfort or a day of discomfort is nothing compared to clearing it for the rest of your life, which is literally what we're doing here, right? So that's, that's the first thing that I would do is you want to sit with your body, sit in the present moment. And one of the, the key things to do here is really focus on your senses, So, because when you're focused on what you can see, what you can feel, what you can smell, all that sort of thing, you're present, right? You're very present, which means you're not in your head and you're not overthinking. You're not trying to control things. So that's the key. Now, once you're in that state, it's really about finding the things that work for you. So some of the things that I really enjoy, um, meditation, obviously meditation and journaling are some of my absolute faves because they help me to release and to process and whatever I pick is dependent on how I feel and trust yourself like ask yourself what do I most need right now what's going to serve me best right now because sometimes journaling is not it sometimes um in that moment what I need is to sit with it and cry or um or the, the next thing that I use a lot is EFT so that's tapping Um, And this is all for free on YouTube. You can find heaps of them. So I'd quite often type in, you know, tapping for whatever it is that I'm dealing with, tapping for anxiety, tapping for fear of abandonment or whatever the thing is that I'm navigating. And, um, And I'd work through some of that, right? And the other thing, so one of the things that I'm trained in, well, so NLP and hypnosis are things that I'm trained in. So I would then go to town on my subconscious beliefs and change them because that's where this is coming from, right? The fear is coming from a belief, the belief being that we're not safe um, or that something bad is going to happen, right? So I would actually go and go to the core and change that. And this is what I I support my clients to do all the time. So more than happy to talk to you. Um, If you've got some stuff coming up and you want to navigate it, just let me know. Flip me a message. Um, So that's, 
yeah, EFT, hypnosis, NLP, journaling, meditation, nature. I really like nature. Nature, getting outside, even when it's cold. Um, I am quite a hippie and I often walk around in bare feet, even if it's raining. I'd lo- I love to put music on and just walk around in bare feet and breathe the fresh air or get out into the bush and go for a walk um, or go to the beach and ground. These are things that I do all the time, like on a weekly basis. Um, a lot easier in summer, obviously, but they just, they ground you, right? They bring you back into the present. They bring you back into your body. And in the present moment is where all of your power is. So when you can calm yourself and come back to the present moment, that's when you can start aligning yourself again with better thoughts that aren't just like panic and fear. So what we want to do is really dissolve the fear. And nature is a beautiful way of doing that. And the last one that I've put down here is um, movement. So exercise is a great way of shifting your state as well. Um, And pick things that work for you. Um, Those of you who are following following me online, you'll know that I'm boxing now. So I I box three days a week. um, And that is just phenomenal. It is incredible to, to observe the state change in me before and after. And then that feeling lasts for the rest of the day, right? It's incredible. Um, and then the days off, I, I like to go into the bush. Um, and again, like the inspiration. Last, the last bush book I did, I came home and I filled up 12 post-it, like big post-it notes with ideas of stuff <laughs> that I had stuck all over my wall. And so these things are just so good for us, right? And we get so busy sometimes that we don't create space and time. And to be by yourself out in nature is a beautiful thing. You're alone with your thoughts. You're present in the moment. It's meditation. It's physical movement, especially like the one that I do is quite steep up a hill. So it really gets your heart going. Um, These things are so important, but also I would also do something like dance. You know, if you're at home and you feel like, like trash, I love to dance at home, put on your favorite music, put on something that gets you going and just move. And don't even care about what you look like or anything like that. Um, And on that too is I really like singing. So if I've got big stuff going on, um, I will often find music that really speaks to how I'm feeling. And because I am a singer, I find that it's useful to to actually sing big songs. so like things like Sia and stuff like that, or like Kelly Clarkson, if you're feeling really sad or something like that, it helps you to really express stuff. And so, you know, when we're talking about accepting how you feel, I want that to really get in, you know, that you guys stop fearing feelings. Because I know that while I speak about, you know, our beliefs and our dominant thoughts manifesting, the thing is that it's our dominant thoughts that manifest, right? So when we're taking a day or two and we're actually giving ourselves permission to feel our true feelings, that's not a dominant thought. And actually that has been lurking in our subconscious this whole time anyway. So it's going to serve us much more to sit with how we actually feel. Even if in that moment we feel like trash, we're going to do that and then we're going to move through it. That is the key, right? So 
there's huge value in this and this is what I love journaling for is that you can actually express exactly how you feel and so often we don't give ourselves permission to do this especially if other people are involved if you're really hurt or really angry about something you're taking to a journal and writing exactly how you feel whether that be just rage whether that be so upset actually getting it out of your system is so important this is how we we alchemize that that fear and the energy right if we just push it down and then regurgitate a bunch of positive affirmations we haven't actually healed it all we've done is push it back down so it's going to continue to sharpen our experience so it's very important that we can love ourselves enough in those moments to be like shit i feel so upset right now i feel abandoned and allow yourself to cry allow yourself to feel allow yourself to lie on the couch and watch tv and give whatever it is that you need right or write the angriest journal entry and then burn it if you want or whatever it is but accepting how we feel we're not saying this is where we're going to be forever right we're not saying i am a loser and i'm a failure what we're saying is in this moment this is how i feel and when we like tony robbins speaks about this you know when we acknowledge things it's like we drain its power when we say it, say it, like the truth of it, it loses its power when we label it. So actually acknowledging how we deeply, truly feel in that moment is so important. And it doesn't mean that we accept that that's where we're going to stay forever. But we can say in this moment right now, I feel like trash. <laughs> I feel really sad, really angry, really lonely. I feel like it's never going to work out. Whatever those feelings are, right? We start processing them. And this is where we, you know, we utilize these different modalities. Like you might be someone that does really well talking out loud to other people. So connect, go take a friend on a bushwalk and talk about stuff out loud. Um, or maybe you're like me and you're just big into journaling. I can sit for hours and just journal out all my thoughts and my feelings and shift so much within myself that I can physically feel like the weight of it easing up, you know? Um, whatever it is for you and this is where just I want to remind you that you like no one knows what's best for you more than you you're in your own body you know what works you know what you need you know where you sabotage you know where you need to push yourself right you're the one you're a genius you know exactly what's best for you so once we have brought ourselves back into the present sat with it, allowed it to run through the course of our body. And we've, we've utilized some of these modalities and these things that we've just spoken about. We're going to start having a shift in our, in our perception because once the emotions run, we're actually able to come back to a much more logical point of view, which is also why I love journaling so much because it brings us out of the emotional stuff back into the logical. I have so, I have solved so many of my own problems in a journal because it's logic. It's just on paper, right? So our brain can be like, oh my God, I'm going to die alone. And your brain is just like, that is ridiculous. Of course you're not, you know? And so as you are writing things out, you sort of call yourself out, call your own mind out on its dramatic things that it can throw out that of course aren't true, right? So it's so useful. I cannot emphasize journaling enough. <laughs> but um, so yeah, as we're, as we've cleared some of that emotion, whether that be through tapping or hypnosis or NLP or going for our 
nature walk or dancing or whatever we've done, what I suggest is coming back to your vision, right? Now, of course, you have one because you've been listening to my podcasts for ages. So I'm sure you have an amazing vision board that has very clear, specific goals for what you desire, what you're currently focused on and manifesting, right? If you don't, that's going to be contributing to some of your anxiety um, because your mind needs a direction in order to have motivation, needs a focal point, right? So what I like to do is after I've cleared a lot of the emotion, no matter how I did it that time, um, even if I still feel in a real funk and crappy and not happy at all, I then choose to come back to my huge list of affirmations that I have in my phone. I remind myself of, and I read through them and I read through them out loud. I put music on some like really good music that puts me in a, a beautiful state and I walk around with my phone reading these affirmations out loud. And I remind myself of who I am, of what I'm doing. And I'm speaking about myself, my present, my future self in the present tense, right? So I'm speaking about the things that I've achieved, who I am on this planet, um, the impact that I create, reminding myself of all the qualities about myself that are so amazing, all these things that I am, who I am, right? And as you do that, you're, you're, you just start to feel better, right? And because when we're consistently doing this, we're building up a new story, right? We're talking about our dominant belief system is what manifests. So when you're consistently putting in affirmations to yourself, positive thoughts, positive stories, positive belief systems, eventually that will become your dominant belief system. So as you remind yourself of it, your nervous system will be like, oh yeah, that's right. So I actually don't need to freak out about what's going on because my success is inevitable because I'm here to do this on the planet because this is who I know that I am because, you know, all these things. So part of this, like navigating the dark moments is what we do when we're in the light moments, right? So having this foundation set up, this strong, powerful self-concept, self-belief, self-worth, self-esteem, how we are pouring into ourselves in the in-between moments, the, the stories that we tell ourselves, the affirmations that we recite to ourselves over and over again, the vision that we hold in our mind about the direction we're moving in, the way that we visualize ourselves in those goals, in those moments now, we know that they're ours already. So we act like it. And this is how our subconscious mind must manifest those things because it doesn't know the difference between us actually being there then like in our mind or right now in the moment so it's repetition right and the subconscious mind loves repetition so that is the yeah the key so once we've once we've allowed ourselves to accept how we feel we've really nurtured ourselves we've processed whatever came up we've allowed it to run through and trust your own instincts on the best way to do that in any given moment and ask yourself what do I most need? What's going to help me most right now? How can I best clear this feeling? Then we want to really reinforce right, our, our true focus and our true beliefs. And so another thing that I really like to do is scripting. So I love affirmations. Yeah, I recite them constantly. Or sit with your vision board. Or if you don't have a vision board, have a vision folder. I've got one on my phone that has photos on it, right? So again, 
put on some really cool music that puts me in the state. And I sit and I scroll through these photos and I close my eyes and I visualize being in each of those scenes and what it would look like and what it would feel like or how it feels, how it is, right? Because I'm in the present moment in these, in these visions, how it feels to walk through my beautiful new house, how it feels to open the front door onto my balcony and step outside, how it feels to see my adorable little dog running up to me as I drive in the driveway, right? The chandelier over my beautiful dining table, like literally whatever it is, the jungle plants in my office. Like this is the, the detail that I visualize. Um, who lives with you? What's your partner like? What's your relationship like? Um, you know, like all of these things, imagining them constantly, because this is how we create our life. And this is conscious manifestation. And so often we're not doing that. We're just waiting to see what happens and then we react to it. And that is simply going to give us more of what we've already had. Because if we are not updating our unconscious thoughts and programming, we're going to continue to get more of what we want. Because we, we're not a match to anything else. We can only receive things into our life that we're an energetic match to, right? So we can't focus on how shit everything is and expect miracles to appear it doesn't work that way you know <laughs> does not work that way so the key after we've allowed ourselves to process all the stuff come back to your vision and really come back to it and i mean spend like 20 or 30 minutes sitting in it visualizing it how does your new car feel you know how does how does it feel um waking up on a sunday morning with your little kids like jumping on you in bed, um, making having your partner bring you a really amazing cup of coffee, you know, whatever, whatever. Like the sky is the limit, right? And when I say your desires, they could be things like that. They could be cars and houses and money, but they could also be li like literally anything. It could be about impacting your neighbor. It doesn't matter what it is. The the whole the most important thing is that you are clear in your mind. And you're consistently thinking about it. And we want it to be more like more dominant than the thoughts that you have about lack and fear and doubt. Because it doesn't take long for your mind to grab hold of it with repetition. Right? So getting really excited about your life and the things that you're calling into it and getting really intentional. What are you focusing on? What are you expanding? And doing this on a daily basis. And what you'll find is that like, and I've not, I just, I do this every day because I noticed a huge shift in myself. If I, if I feel funky and I spend 20 minutes reading through my affirmations, you know, with my favorite music on flicking through my vision board, visualizing all these things, the state that I'm in at the end is vastly different. It gives you this massive boost. You carry yourself differently. Therefore you actually think and experience differently. So what we can do is like, and if you think about it, nothing's actually changed in that moment. Nothing has changed except for what I think about. Right. And this is the whole thing. The power that we have to feel good now is everything because we only want things that we want because of how we think we'll feel when we get them. So if we can feel that way now, we will get those things a lot quicker because we're in the state of having it right? So again, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference. So if you're, if we go back to our initial analogy, 
you are currently receiving $5,000 a month, right? Your goal is $20,000. If you're in a state of, um, you know, abundance, gratitude, you're really appreciating every moment right now in your life. You're present, you're joyful, you're in your imagination and you're thinking about all the awesome things you're going to do and all the people that you're going to help and um, who you're going to thank and the holiday that you're going to plan. And you're getting really excited about all the things that are coming in. You are in the state of having it, which means it will manifest even quicker, right? Because there's no, there's no discrepancy. And this is the key. <laughs> we must live in our imagination. We must live. Um, and Wayne Dyer, who's one of my favorite teachers who passed away, talks about this and the state fulfillment, right? So we live in the state as if we've already got it, which people might say that's delusional. It's not. Visualization is what literally creates, and you know, whatever we want in our life. We're doing it all the time, whether we acknowledge it or not. But to do it consciously and deliberately means to get what we actually want instead of more of whatever's in our subconscious. Because for most of us, What's lurking in our subconscious minds is just old, outdated programming that our parents taught us, and it's not working for us. And so our power in changing our focus, moving towards what we actually desire, and having the courage to feel anything that comes up, because it will. It will. Because like I said, the version of you, so like the 5K version... And the 20K version are different, right? So it's so important that you consistently hold the vision. But also, as these old triggers come up, as a fear comes up, as feelings of unworthiness come up, you can be so sure that your subconscious mind only brings things up when you're in a position, when it knows that you're stable to deal with it. So if your subconscious mind is suddenly bringing up random old memories or fears or triggers, this is for you. This is for you to clear so that you can become the 20K version of yourself. So in that moment, right, when you're smacked in the face with some hideous, like, fear of, oh, my God, um, I'm going to be bankrupt like my mom or I'm going to choke or I'm not good enough or who do I think I am or whatever fear that is, whatever limiting belief, our ability to go through these practical things we've talked about, to sit with it, to acknowledge it, to hold ourselves to clear the emotion and then to come back to our vision. That's how we do this. And it's not easy, but it is simple, right? And when you're sitting in your 20K months, you're going to be like, hell yes, I smashed that. That was amazing. In the moment, it can feel very uncomfortable, right? But this is how we shift. And you get, you get better at it, you know? You get... Um, you get more aware of, oh, okay, this is another emotional thing for me to deal with. And what happens is the more times that you go through it, the more you recognize how, A, how quickly you move through it, and B, how much better you feel afterwards. Because whenever you've cleared something like this, you literally feel lighter in your mind and your energy and your spirit. It just feels good. Um, and you start to notice things. Like I, I always notice things about myself. Like I have a a boost in confidence or self-belief or um, I have more ideas that are like bigger and scarier, but I actually follow through with them, you know, whereas I wouldn't have before. So whatever it is, you always notice a shift, um, which is so cool. So 
you can really remind yourself in those moments like everything is happening for me right but I also want to acknowledge the fact that giving yourself love and acceptance of how you feel because you can't always get there in the beginning sometimes you can't just believe that it's all happening for you sometimes it feels like the sky is falling and it's totally fine right but this is just your reminder that if that happens it's all happening for you it will pass and that you're one of the most courageous people to sit with it because most people run from this their entire lives right they they use whatever alcohol or social media or whatever it is to distract themselves but they'll never move beyond where they are but you you epic little warrior with the courage of you know literal warriors um you will you'll continue to to receive more to become better and better better versions of you who can impact more who can help more who can manifest more whatever it is that you desire and this is what i love about everyone is that we're so different every single person desires different things you know and i think that's beautiful if we were all living in our desires imagine how balanced the world would be so if this message was for you i send you a huge hug and lots of love and I have been there so many times. In fact, I'm still navigating something at the moment a little bit. And we're in this together. We're all in this together. This is the whole purpose of this podcast was to bring epic, you know, visionary people with courage together. Because it's not the majority, but we are the world changers. We are. Every single one of you. You wouldn't be here otherwise. (laughs) Right. So as usual, um, if you are wanting some support, if you're wanting to go deeper with anything, just message me. Um, I have single coaching sessions available and one in three month sessions as well. Um, So depending on if it's like a one-off issue that you want to look at or really go deep and create some really incredible change, that's going to dictate that. But there's just, there's so so many resources that I have. So just reach out if you need any support. It's literally why I'm here. And just know that you are so brave and so amazing. And I'm so, so proud of you for showing up, giving you guys a massive hug. And I will see you soon. Have an awesome week, my friends. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. I would love to hear your key takeaways and aha moments from this episode. And I just want to remind you that you can do amazing things. You're incredible, and if no one else today has told you they believe in you, I do. Only a certain kind of person listens to a podcast like this. The best one. Go get him.